Hey guys, welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast, the best place on the internet to follow the world of men's professional volleyball. My name is Dan, and today we are going to be talking mainly Champions League because the quarterfinals drawing of lots is just a couple days behind us. Happened on Friday at the CEV headquarters. Got to be a big part of that one. Watch it from the control room, but... What really matters is the amazing matchups that we are being presented with some very competitive clubs. So I'll talk about that today. Talk a little bit about the Italian playoff matchups this year, a bit of a different format. And yeah, it'll be a bit of a quicker one today here, but hope you guys enjoy the podcast and let's go. So let's talk some Champions League quarterfinals, maybe a bit about the format. So we have eight teams participating in the quarterfinals. It's a home and away, so two matches in each series. If it is a tie after the end of two series in terms of ranking points, then we will have a golden set, which is just one set played to 15. We haven't had one of those in quite a while, so I'd be very excited if we're gonna see one of those. And and usually we're good for at least one or two per season. So hopefully that does happen. And then same thing with the semifinals and then super finals taking place on May 1st. One game winner takes all. So that's gonna be really great as well. By the way, if you want some more information, a really detailed hour and 20 minute talk about all this, Go listen to the European Volleyball Show, episode three on the CEV European Volleyball channel. If you guys haven't listened to the show, it's me and Rob St. Clair, another fantastic volleyball mind working in volleyball media for the VLA Volleyball League of America. And we go over the matchups in pretty pretty granular detail. So I, I definitely recommend you guys check that out if you want our predictions, if you want my champions league team of the tournament and other good content like that but today i'm going to be focusing on one main question that each champions league team is going to have going into the quarterfinals and let's just get started right away with zenit kazan who are a bit of a jekyll and hyde team as we've discussed on the podcast before doing very well in Champions League, easy 6-0. Granted, I didn't think their pool was that tough, especially missing their uh, kryptonite from last year, Yastrzebski Vegil, taking pretty good care of Berlin and Ljubljana, which are not bad teams by any means, but not the strongest in the world. But as you guys know, it's been a completely different case in Russia where they are 15 and 7 in fourth place, which is by no means bad in a league as competitive as Russia. But for a storied club like Zenit Kazan, it's a bit concerning, maybe, <laughs> for a team that spends this much money on volleyball. Um, so the question is are we going to see the Champions League version of Zenit Kazan, or are we going to see the Russian version of Zenit Kazan? Because they've looked completely different so far. And I think we're going to see the Champions League version of Zenikazan in the Champions League for a couple reasons. The first is that it seems to be they've had a bit of a better chemistry as of late. We saw in the last match of Champions League, the guys kind of joking around with each other, 
meaning that whatever they had going on in the past causing their poor play, they might be behind it. And I, and I think a lot of the poor play was due to chemistry issues. I don't think there was like necessarily a really concerning drop in level of play of any of the players that would be due to their physical um, play. I think I think a lot of it was just chemistry. And it's tough to speculate, but like Bartosz Bednorz and Irvin Engapet, their body language on the court did not seem fantastic. So that's a promising sign for Zenit Kazan. And also my second reason is that you know, they've played well in Champions League. Their issues have been strictly in Russia so far. So I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if that's going to carry over. Maybe it's something about playing in Kazan that's uh, been concerning for them so far. So I think being able to play in Champions League is going to help them. They have a pretty tough opponent in the first round there in Skrav Belchatov, though. And let's talk about them next. And the question for the Polish club which, first of all, has also been underperforming quite a bit in the Polish Plus Liga season, just barely scraping in to the playoffs there. But the question I had for them was, who's going to get the sets on this team? Because I don't think it's um, necessarily a given. There's a lot of mouths to feed on Skra Belchatov, and you know they're not like a standard team where you know you go opposite then OH1, OH2, MB1, MB2, because I think. Just the way that the level of players distributed throughout the positions is interesting. As I've talked about before on the podcast, Dusan Pekovic, in my opinion, is is probably, you know, just looking at the other teams, he's probably the uh, weakest, maybe second weakest with Vittori, but he, he's among the weakest of the opposites of all these teams in Champions League. And definitely their best attacker, I think, is Taylor Sander, probably followed by Matej Biniak, as much as they can get him the ball then Milada Badapur, and then I'd probably put like Dusan Pekovic down with maybe Karl Kloch. So it's going to be interesting. I could really see Matej Biniak. I think they should get him the ball as much as possible. Taylor Sanders is going to be their workhorse. Milada Badapur is still going to get a fair amount of sets, but it's it's a little interesting. It's going to be it's a tough coaching decision, and I think a lot of it is going to stem to how good their passing is. I think they have a solid passing lineup with Sander, Ibadapur, two good passing outside hitters, uh, Kakper, Paichoki, uh, not quite as strong. Sorry, by the way, <laughs> if I said his last name wrong. But yeah, Scraw, it, it, the set distribution, I have no idea. I, the one thing I don't like to see is Dusan Pekovic and, or Milad Ibadapur getting you know 30-plus sets in a match. I don't think either of those guys are great with a very high set load, so... I think that could be uh, one of Scraw's big weaknesses. Next, let's talk about what I think is my most anticipated matchup, and that's Lube versus Kedzirs in Kozhal, two elite teams at the top of their leagues, or second in Lube's case, but they're right up there. Uh, in Italy and Poland, unbelievably competitive match for the quarterfinals. First up is Lube, who's been having a great season so far, mostly the same team as last year except for new setter Luciano De Cecco. But for Lube, their experience and wisdom is also maybe a double-edged sword because they are, I think, one of the oldest teams in this tournament. Luciano De Cecco, Osmani Juan Terena, Robert Landy Simon, Yoandi Leal, all guys who aren't really that young. They're on the wrong side of 30. And it doesn't matter really as much in volleyball, I think, as some other sports. It, 
but still it could be a bit of an issue they could get worn out with the high amount of high stress games that they will be playing between the italian league playoffs where lube will certainly go deep and also all the champions league matches they're only real young players camille writes licky so i'm a little worried about the amount of jumps on these guys knees it could be an issue going on but also again the fact that they have so many experienced players is also a huge asset as long as they can keep their bodies going for zaxa i mean this is this team is probably my biggest question mark going into this tournament they have a hell of a road ahead of them with lubici Tanova. and if they beat them they get the you know the honor of playing Zenikazan and then probably trentino or perugia in the finals which is an absolute gauntlet and we saw last year i mean they lost to kuzbas kemerovo in the quarterfinals and i think this lube chivitanova team is stronger than that kemerovo team even though the kemerovo team was pretty freaking good with uh victor Politaev and laurie kermanen but my question is is the addition of jakob kohanovsky enough to really make Kojal a convincing tier one team like the question with them is okay they dominate poland the last few years great but then when it gets to the next level they can't really replicate uh, their level of play against tougher competition and we haven't really seen a polish team recently be able to compete with top russian and italian teams when push comes comes to shove when we get to the champions league and i do say i do think this zaxa team is like the closest we've gone in a little while but do they have the extra gear do they have the extra step to be able to compete with a team like lube chivitanova because until they prove otherwise in my mind there's like a pretty distinct tier that uh, they're not in so that should be a very interesting matchup definitely my my most anticipated in the first round next up we have berlin versus trentino and let's start with berlin who i'm gonna say it right now i'm not entirely convinced by you guys if you were following it know that they Got very lucky on the last night. Some nonsense happened in Pool D that resulted in Versava not making it through and Berlin uh, going through instead. But and they're not a bad team, but they definitely have a couple questions here. And one of them is, will Kevin LaRue be back because he was injured? He didn't play in the last tournament. He was a very late scratch there. And even if he isn't, is he going to be a difference maker enough to tilt the needle against Trentino? We've seen recently the middle lineup they've had to run out is Renan Michelucci, who's actually another Brazilian middle blocker, not Ider Carbonera. And okay, he's not as big as a name, but he's actually pretty impressive in the, in the little I've seen him so far. He has six kill blocks and seven kill attack kills in his most recent game against uh, Frankfurt last weekend. And in the other middle blocking position, they're running Anton Brem, a kind of younger German guy. Got a little experience with the German national team already. And the thing is, like, those guys are actually playing all right. Like, even if Kevin LaRue came in, would a Kevin LaRue right back from injury be a huge upgrade on either of those guys? I don't know. And then on the outside hitter position, they're running the two French men, Samuel Tuya and Timothy Carl. And as much as I like those two guys, and I think maybe they're a bit underrated, I, they're just can't even compare it to any other outside hitter pairing on this list. I'm surprised Berlin, I mean, they have these kind of bigger names and, you know, Ben Patch, Eder Carbonera, Kevin LaRue, Sergey Grankin. But for some reason, that it just hasn't really translated to having 
outside hitters. Like I would really think they would get some uh, bigger names and, and more talented players. And even Dennis Calabretta, really, that's the best you can do bringing them in at this point in the season. So yeah, the, some questionable things going on with Berlin, and I don't think they're they have a good chance against Trentino. And speaking of Trentino, another team that we've seen both very high and very low this season. And my question is, will their recent mini slide continue? We saw them lose a couple games there in the Italian league, most notably to Perugia in the semifinals of the Italian Cup, and then a game in the league that week as well. So not a huge losing streak, and I definitely don't think it's overblown. But, I mean, it's not a great time to end on a losing streak going into this big break we have before they play in the Italian League playoffs in Champions League quarterfinals. So that's one question. And then the other question is one we've been asking a lot in previous podcasts, and that's Alessandro Micheletto or Dick Coy. Who's going to grab that second outside hitter position? We saw Micheletto as a starting outside hitter for Trentino in a huge run they had, like winning everything in Champions League, huge winning streak in Italy as well. But now Dick Coy is back from injury, and I mean... You know, he's a big name. They got they basically got him his Italian citizenship just so he could play as a starter on teams like this. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Dick Coy definitely brings it more on the offensive end, but Micheletto has played really well so far. He's really big at 6'10". You know, solid server, better than we expected. And obviously his biggest asset is that he's, you know, a very talented uh, receiver as well, especially compared to someone like Dick Coy who's not always... The strongest in that aspect of his game so so far Dick Coy's been starting when he's coming back but I, I think there's going to be some tough decisions and personally I would definitely start Micheletto he was part of the best iteration of Trentino that we've seen so far and I, I think they shouldn't mess with it sure bring Dick Coy in if if you're struggling or in situational uh, spots but Micheletto I, th- I think should be the starter in Trentino either way shouldn't actually really matter that much. I'm sure they can win with either player in the quarterfinals. It's, it's going to be the semifinals against probably Perugia where that's going to matter. So let's talk about Perugia versus Modena, our only derby, which is a great European term. It's, a, it's like when two teams of the same country play each other in a pan-European competition like this. And they're playing Modena, probably pretty happy with this draw. Again, Perugia is fantastic. Plotnitschke and Sole and... Wilfredo Leon are all playing amazingly right now. Dragon Travica is not amazing, but but is doing his job getting the ball out to his players as long as they can pass the ball. He's a pretty slow setter, bump setting a lot, but but he has not a very complicated offense to run. And uh, Rob pointed out on my last show that he has actually has a very good connection with the middles, so not too bad. Uh, but their biggest question is they have like four opposites they can choose from. Machi Muzai is joining the team which I'm not sure if I brought up on the podcast officially before, but yeah, he's he's joining the team for Champions League quarterfinals and for Italian League playoffs, and I don't know. I, I like Machi Musa. I think he's improving a little bit every year. It's obviously extremely uh, lengthy and athletic player, but I, I don't know. It just seems like they have all these, all these opposites who are just kind of filling the same role. I don't know if any of the four opposites are really like a huge upgrade. Uh, on the other ones based on how they're all playing right now. I actually like Teister Horst in that opposite position a lot. Kind of like Micheletto, I feel like the best iteration of Trent, of Perugia this season has been when Teister Horst is playing opposite. Yeah, maybe he's not going to be like 
an opposite that you can feed tons of sets every game, give him 10 uh, sets per set. But he was hitting very efficiently, serving pretty well, blocking pretty well. Like I would say playing as a, as a starting level Italian league opposite for most of the season. We all know that Shawan Vernon Evans isn't working out, but I still believe that you know if you throw him in a match, he's gonna play really well as well. You know, leading one of the leading scorers in all of Italy last season, Alexander Tanasevich, definitely the best player out of all these guys on a normal, perfectly healthy day. But I don't know what it is. I think there's some nagging injuries going on, maybe a bit of mental stuff as well. But he's definitely not like 100% yet, and it is actually rumored to be going maybe to Skra Belchatov next season. The hashtag return for Atanasevich. So that's going to be interesting both in who will fill his role in Perugia. And, you know, on paper, he fills Skrab Belchatov's biggest weakness right now and fits them like a glove. And then, of course, the fourth guy, Machi Muzai, who, I mean, I, I think, oh, I don't know, this is tough. I think it comes down to Muzai or Teister Horst, who they're going to go with in the playoffs. And, and Muzai is a great player, but. He's a bit block blind and inconsistent, and I don't know if that's what Perugia really needs at this point in the season. Yes, he can go for a huge game occasionally, but his serve is very weak, you know, resorting to float serving so times because he can never get his jump serve in the court. His block is not always set up the best, and I don't know if they need like this huge workhorse offensive powerhouse guy who's going to get all these sets every, every match because they already have Wilfredo Leon, and Ole Plotnitschke, like two guys who can pretty much run your entire offense through just by themselves. So yeah, weird move for Perugia. And I kind of agree that, you know, it was more of a favor to Muzai than it was uh, just a move Perugia did to make better. And then the last up, we have Moidana, who through a miracle, given the way they played, qualified for the quarterfinals. Go get, give a listen to... Uh, our European volleyball show if you want to have Rob give a little recap of how that all went down because it was very interesting and yeah my question for Morena is can their offense compete with the elite block defenses that we're going to go up against this tournament luckily they drew in the easier side of the pool but they are still playing Perugia in the first round who they have gotten trounced by in the Italian league regular season I think the serving really screws with Modena's offense, who who can't really do anything if they're not in system. Nemanja Petric, Moritz Karlitzek, Luca Vittori, not guys who are going to bang balls out of system. And also, Micah Christensen, obviously going to make his middles a really weapon, pretty much no matter who they are. But again, there's only so much you can do against when you're passing against a serving team like Perugia. So I think that's going to take away pretty much any hope Modena has of, of putting up a realistic offense. And then another big Modena weakness is their block. Mazzone and Stankovic have not been great on the defensive side of the court this season. And a team that's going to rip apart any single block you throw at them is Perugia with Wilfredo Leon Plotnitschke. Plotnitschke with a nasty, nasty, sharp cross right to the tee that he is known to go for a lot this season. And Wilfredo Leon has this great move, a really strong hit. It's called hitting the ball straight down into the floor at 120 kilometers an hour. Very hard to defend against when you're putting up a single block. So those are my big questions for each team. I can't wait for the Champions League quarterfinals. All these matchups are so good. And, you know, after two years, we're going to have Champions League playoffs and semifinals for real again. 
very excited. I'm sticking with my Kazan prediction to win it, but it could really go either way. That is a tough side of the bracket that they drew. And remember, you guys can watch all these games, Eurovolley.tv. And we'll also, I'm also gonna throw some games on YouTube for you guys as well. Next up, let's talk a little bit about the Italian League preliminary round of the playoffs. So it's a bit different this year. We have this extra preliminary round. So really no team in the league is actually um, eliminated this year except for Sisterna coming in at last place, which is a shame. It <laughs> reminds me of uh, Siena a couple years ago, a team that, you know, on paper has a pretty good roster. Remember Siena had Maruf, they had Ishikawa, like it was a good team. But then just, I don't know what happens. Some The chemistry goes whack. They they get in their heads. The serving isn't there. Some key element of the game isn't there. And stuff like this happens. But anyway, our matchups for the Italian League preliminary round, Milano versus Verona. I'll give you guys my quick predictions here. It's a best two out of three series. And this one, I do think Verona could potentially get a set. I, I actually like their team. Zieszki and, and uh, Matej Kaziski are actually a pretty freaking strong outside pairing. It's And Spirito I like as a setter. I think he's one of the more solid Italian setters. But I don't know if the rest of the team is, is really that strong, especially they're really lacking in the middle blocker position in Verona, getting exposed quite often this season. So I do think Milano is going to win 2-0 uh, here. But... I don't know. Milano's having a lot of trouble with their lineup as well. Signing Tinier and out. They almost have like too many uh, cooks in the kitchen there. I think they should really just go back to Mar Ishikawa, Jan Patri. But we'll see. I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a couple permutations of the uh, Milano lineup throughout the rest of the season. Next matchup, definitely the most interesting one of this preliminary phase. Modena versus Ravenna. And I do think like Sisterna, Ravenna is a team that's I think definitely better than their record shows. They played in a lot of tight sets this season that they were unfortunately not able to finish. They had my pick for Rookie of the Year, uh, Eric Lepke. By the way, I'm, I'm doing Italian League All-Stars video right now that I'm editing where I pick my All-Star teams as well as Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, all that good stuff. So. That will be coming out on YouTube, my YouTube channel, 5-1 Volleyball, quite soon. So get ready for that one. But anyway, Eric Lepke, Francesco Riccine, Giulio Penale, who, by the way, has been horrible this season. Probably one of the reasons why, why uh, Raven has not been doing as well as his ridiculously low hitting efficiency. But I think in general, Ravenna can, can take a game off of Modena. So I'm going to say Modena getting through, but 2-1. I think Ravenna is going to take one of these matches but Modena still being the stronger team. And then the last one is is going to be is easily the least competitive game in my opinion, Padova versus Piacenza. Even though Piacenza is has been looking pretty shaky recently, but they did have a very nice win against Monza a couple weeks ago. Aaron Russell is quietly like having a ridiculously good season, one of the best outside hitters in Italy this season. Uh, Said Musavi and Michel Barvanovic. I think finally are looking like they have a bit more of a connection. Uh, Trevor Cleveno, another guy having an unbelievable season. Go look up Trevor Cleveno's stats if you haven't recently. He, he is playing extraordinarily well this season, both 
one of the best receivers and one of the most efficient attackers in the league. And then the, I guess the big question mark is Jorgi Grozier because he hasn't been great since he came back from that minor injury. If Grozier can come back to form, watch out. Piacenza, I feel like nobody's talking about them recently, but I, I Monza's kind of been the a hot upset team. But I think Piacenza has the best chance out of any of the non uh top three teams to take a series off one of those guys and i i think they could do it <laughs> i don't give it a great chance but if there's any team that's going to beat trentino uh, lube or perugia i'm giving that crown to piacenza and I, I think they'll easily beat padova who have limped their way to the end of this season so i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast it was a bit shorter this week but Remember, the European Volleyball Show is another big piece of content I'm putting out every week on Fridays on the CV European Volleyball YouTube channel. I have that Italian League All-Stars video coming to YouTube soon. Hopefully I can get it edited relatively soon here. Next week I am interviewing Greg Mead, who is the founder of CrossNet. So stay tuned for that on next week's podcast and not as much volleyball happening right now there's a pretty big break in the italian league and champions league but we're gonna get started back up relatively soon here and i cannot wait